welcome to Jory's Blue Talk podcast and radio show, the show that makes talk wish it wasn't. And I'm Jory Rowe from some deep deep down inside the woods somewhere. This is your host, Jory Rowe, and I'm pleased to have you along where you're listening to me and leaving everyone else alone. Now on the the radio show today, and we're going to see... I don't know if we're going to axe it off at 15 minutes. I don't know if we're going to go the full half hour. It'll just largely depend on the topic content that we have for today's show. And today is a dual person podcast or radio show, whichever way you want to call it. Harley from deep down in the woods. Hi, Harley. Let's check your mic. Make sure you're up and going. That's me. All righty. There we go. We got good sound and we're ready to go. Today we're talking about childhood memories. And I'm going to go back in the time period of when I explained some stories of my childhood memory as far back as living in Indiana and doing a memory visit of Durgan Elementary School, the school, kind of a small school, that I attended while living in Indiana. And yes, if I do get around to it, I'll tell you about the lollipop story against the bully's head, if I may. But today's show, we're going to talk about positive things from our past, rather than to bellyache about the way things were or how we wanted them to go. But so... Just to reiterate, we're going to try to talk about positive things, and I think we're going to spin the wheel, and I'm going to start first. Let me tell you about when I was really little. A couple of things I did, rather. (laughs) One was falling into the fish pond. My mom and dad had a house, well, I'll say my mom and father He's more of a father than he was a dad. But like I said, we're not belly aching about anything on today's show. We're talking about positive things. I was laying on my stomach next to the fish pond by a house my mom and father had built back when I was just a tyke. Yeah, I hid in the frog-looking toy box from him, fell asleep in it, come up missing. They were going to call the police to report me missing. Till they heard me snoring in the toy box. But the fish pond story takes the cake. I'm laying on my stomach next to it, and I'm reaching inside the pond trying to grab the koi. And koi are like a very large breed of goldfish. I, I really don't even know if they're considered a goldfish or not. I couldn't tell you. But I was reaching so far in towards the middle, trying to grab them pesky fish with my little hands. I couldn't grab a hold of them. So then what I did was I reached a little further until I my whole body just rolled right into the pond for a nice and wet surprise. Now it cuts off from there, guys. I don't remember anything else that happened. I have a question. That. But now Harley has a question. Harley, what's your question? What is that a judge fans? There's what? What is that a judge fans? 
Where is what? You said you didn't want to talk about bad experiences. That would be a bad experience. Well, no, actually, it was. It's funny. It's funny, but still. Yeah, but it's it's funny. Yeah. Now you laugh about it. I I but can laugh about it anyway. But you know, and then there was another one. Yeah, the bond boy. This is another funny moment. While you think of something, because you're next after I get done speaking my I second one. So here we go. With my next small story, this is why you don't leave a child age two in a bathtub full of water with a cup. I was taking a clear cup and filling it up with bath water and pouring it off outside of the bathtub. And I just kept doing that because I was so fascinated with watching the water pour out of the cup onto the floor. And I'm just and I just keep doing this. And I keep doing this. I bet you anything I bailed out half the the bathtub's worth of water. All on the bathroom floor. The only thing I can remember was seeing suds floating around the toilet bowl. The base of the toilet. There was that much water on the floor. And then I heard all of a sudden I heard a son of a bitch through the bottom of the floor. My mom started ripping my father a new asshole. And he says, you're the one that left him in the tub with a cup. I didn't. Get the damn motherfucking vacuum cleaner. Water was drip pouring, pouring. Yeah, out of the f the ceiling downstairs. All I remember is being clothed and put down for a nap. Lord knows she couldn't take it out on me. I didn't know better. Hell. But I can remember hearing my mom sc still screaming at my father in the hallway. Because, and, and you know, I told my mom uh, quite some time back about it. And she goes, you know. You kids are lucky that I don't remember any of this stuff. Otherwise, you probably would not be alive today. <laughs> so she claims she can't remember that. That would be such a hard thing to remember, would it? Or would it not? Well, I'll let you decide. But anyway, Harley, can you drum a story about... Your kidhood, something positive about your kidhood, man. Well, I want to hear it. Positive, much? Well, following the thing, your mom getting all mad, but can't get mad at you. Bad experiences, man. Both of them were. <laughs> <laughs> I do bad experiences on my time. Not for me. It's just something I can laugh about later. Me and Billy were talking about piercings and tattoos and and, and curse words, right? Piercings, tattoos, and curse words. I said, yeah, I'm going to get my ear pierced. This one ear, you know. I get a tattoo on my shoulder. And my dad's in the car, and my mom's in the store paying bills. And I told Billy that was like, put to hell. But I said, they have to have that dashboard. And my dad just looked at me with a stare. You know the dad's stare I'm talking about? Like, you're fucking dead young. <laughs> and I thought, oh my God. The way, the only way I get out of that, I believe it was for the night, is I had to get 10 swaths for the pedal. I got the one, that was it. 
<laughs> yeah, I nine more to go, bud. I, I shouldn't do it. I oh was going to die that night. I wouldn't be able to sleep on my back. That'll teach you to make deals with your parents. I didn't make the deal. I said, <laughs> you want to spend the night? Ten swipes. I'm like, okay. One, and that was it. Oh, my God. The first one I heard initially, and that was it. I couldn't do it no more. And, and they always tell you, when you get more than one swap, move your hands, move your hands. Yep. <laughs> you know? It's and like, well, what do else? they always say? This is it's going to hurt me more than it hurts you. That's bullshit, you know it. Like monkeys fly out of my ass. <laughs> that happens to me today. But, you know, that was a bad Then I turn around and would say but to my dad, again, then you shouldn't hurt yourself that was, that so much. That was a much. bad experience, but then again, it was a learning experience, too. That, indeed, it was, you know. Spankings I mean, I, were I, a thing. I mean, all the things we do bad, think about it. Oh, we yeah. All those learning experiences in life. Your parents screwed up with every kids, you're going to screw up, too. Why, yeah, I am. That's just how it is. And you learn from it. Yeah. That's how you evolved as a human being an adult now. Kids today don't even know what a guy stand spanking is. Kids don't know what anything is, man. They don't we know what discipline evolved, is. We have de-evolved. You know? We have gotten dumber nowadays. I mean, what happened to one outside raking the leaves and jumping into them? Well, I remember this childhood memory. You know, and I've told you this before. My mom, and my mom was divorced from my father, finally. Chad and I would always be up in the morning before mom woke up, unless we gave mom a reason to wake up early. And my brother was down at the end of the hallway playing with a wind-up ambulance. You put the key in the back of it and you wind the son of a bitch up and you let it go and it it makes the rare, rare, rare sound and all that shit. And I was down at the other end of the hallway setting up my army men for recon. <laughs> and Jory, and my brother's Chad, he's like, he says, rest right off the bat, Jory, what in the hell are you doing? And right then and there, my mom says, Hey, get in here. Chad, would you say? You want me to repeat it, Mom? <laughs> it's just like, you know. She knows what you said. In a situation you know like that, you, you know you know your mom has one over you because you know you're going to be in trouble if you repeat it and they want you to repeat it so I'd be like making sure I had some kind of guarantee that if I repeated it that I ain't going to get in any trouble but however with that being said you'll get in trouble for the first time you said it but so I'm that don't leave you exonerated you at all would you spell that? That was in my teenage years. If you, Mom, said, what was that hurt? And you played it back for What do you think is going to happen? Well, uh, I think I'd get the tape and my tape recorder confiscated. Probably. And I would probably be sitting at my desk with a pen and paper writing it. Hmm. 
Um, I say a thousand times would got it out of my system. And make sure they have a bar of soap in your mouth. And they're numbered. They all had to be numbered. And a bar of soap in your mouth very good. Oh, my God. Right? (laughs) I could only imagine. With a bowl of cornflakes. <laughs> a bar of soap and a bowl of cornflakes yeah. for breakfast. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Breakfast of all champions yeah. there, Harley. Please. Okay, is there anything else you can remember of your past, you know, that you want to throw out there and, you know, hold? make sure you hold your ma- ma- microphone I, to your I mouth? I remember being in California. California. Is yeah. that the Anaheim area? Uh, Astrid was situated in the desert. Okay. And, uh, well, it's outside of Anaheim, but we're going to go there anyway. Anyway, we were in, we were in the desert. I saw my friend and my dad go out there. I thought, I thought they better put the hand sandals on. I didn't know this. I stepped out of the car in the UCA desert. I took three steps and dropped to my knees and was still on fire. I was burning alive on the sand. Thinking that my uncle and my dad were better put it, and they had sandals on. I didn't know this. I better put it and made three steps and went down. Best learning experience of my life. Don't walk through the U.S. there without feet, feet protection. Mm, okay. But I remember that as learning experience, and I feel out I'm not shit when you know what we're doing. So I learned a lesson, and it was still a good child experience, so. I still went to Walt Disneyland. I still saw my cute house and have to visit that suit. <laughs> Tell you a shenanigan my brother and I and another friend of ours done. And man down. <laughs> and where we set a fire out in the middle of a field. We were striking matches and lighting a bale of hay on fire after we broke up the bale of hay. (laughs) And my buddy brought the matches. Bonfire. We set it on fire and it got burning good. Mom comes down the street in the car. And said, what? Rolled down the window and said, what are all three of you doing? And I'm like, fire. (laughs) Okay, you already see the fire going. And the fire snuffed itself out after it reached a wet spot in that field. Great relay. She got out, took the matches from my buddy, said, I'm calling your parents, and I'm going to have a speaking with your parents. So she did, and his mom says, well, he didn't get them from our house because we use lighters here. (laughs) That don't really mean nothing. You can still have a book of matches stashed somewhere that were found. And we had a whole jar full of matches down on the fireplace mantle. And my mom said, you you and Chad didn't get those matches out of that jar downstairs, <laughs> did you? And we said, no, he brought them. Brian, Brian bought them. Brian Charles was his name. He brought the matches. She says, you know, that grass is so gosh damn dry out there. That whole field could have burned. 
That been the good fire. Oh, she came unglued on us, dude. She did. <laughs> we were grounded. Big time, huh? We were forbidden to play with Brian anymore. <laughs> Because he was the instigator of starting the fire in the field in the first place. To top it off, Mom says, if you do it again, I'm going to walk you all three down to the fire station, and you're going to tell your little old arson story. And we didn't know, at the time, we didn't know what the word arson meant. You're going to tell about your arson story to the fire chief. No, it's arson. Fire. And the fire chief would be glad to explain to us what arson actually fucking is. I can tell you how much you get in trouble by the police for arson. Intentionally setting fire to a pile of grass and hay in Not the middle of a field. Anything flammable. <laughs> anything that I can... would think that that damn haystack would probably have belonged to somebody. Is anything flammable, though? You've been in trouble? Absolutely. Nowadays, you do that shit. <laughs> kids these days. I mean, you know, the, I mean, some kids would have the memory of pulling the fire alarm at the school and getting caught for it and feeling pride, feeling the pride of doing it, man. And I'm like, what's so being proud about that shit? You called the fire department over, you dumb fuck. End this quote. If you want to get away with murder, you move to where? Tazewell County, Illinois, where you'll indeed probably get away with murder. You're not the one that's murdered, right? <laughs> not quoted, but, you know, something. Okay, we're uh, 18 minutes into the show. we got 12 minutes remaining. We're going to keep going on to the half hour. Just be bopping back and forth and talking about childhood memories. Now, I want to talk about, it's my turn, I want to talk about this memory. And this is a memory of going to Durgan Elementary School in Lafayette, Indiana. And it was a tiny school. Well, I wouldn't say tiny. It was first, when I went there, it was kindergarten, which is K, all the way to sixth grade. Now, they had one kindergarten class, two first grade classes, I believe two second grade classes, two thirds, two fourths, two fifths, and I believe one six, and I think that was the last year I went there was the last year sixth grade would be there. From now on, everybody would go over to Tecumseh Middle School because the, the school system was like in a triangle shape type pattern. You had my, the little elementary school that eighth I went to. Three, six. And then you had sixth through eighth over at Tecumseh. And then across the street was the big old high school, Jefferson High. I could have only imagined getting to go to school there. <laughs> That'd probably be a Harvard compared to uh, Pekin High School, yeah. you know what I mean, as quoted. <laughs> yeah, Harvard, Harvard don't, don't, don't allow uh, applications anymore, I guess. No. I still ain't heard from them. <laughs> Neither have I. So I went to Dartmouth and put my application in there. No. But anyway, this school was a smaller school. I mean, it, it 
you know, it's closed now. And the only thing I want from a visit to Lafayette, Indiana again is for them to let me have the front door key to the school. Okay, we had a slight uh, technical malfunction there, and we were talking about childhood memories. And we had 10 more <laughs> minutes left in the show to go, so let's continue on talking about childhood memories. All I, I was talking about Durgan Elementary School, and all I wanted to do from the trip back to Indiana was have them give me the front door key to the school so I could go in and see if there's anything there other than the hallways that was left behind that I could remember, such as the big old plant, and I don't remember what it is, it's probably not there. I remember the picture of George R. Durgan. Don't know who he is, but I imagine he may have had some some kind of thing in career education to do something with in that department. But I remember when our class, our third grade class, was saving box tops, cereal box tops from Kellogg's in a big barrel. And if we collected so many, we got one certain kind of plaque. And if we collected so many more, we got another plaque. But if we collected like 5,000 of them, we got like a brass plaque. Well, we didn't make it up that high, but we wound up with a wooden plaque. Our third grade class did. And it was pretty awesome because they displayed the plaque on the uh, wall somewhere in the entryway of the school. But I want to see the light fixture that I was responsible for knocking down during summer school there at the end of the last year I went there. We were allowed to go up and buy soda out of the old-time soda machine up there in the kitchen. When we were done drinking our soda, we put our bottle back in the kitchen, and then we headed outside. Well, kids were running and down at the end of the hallway, running really fast and sticking her foot up and kicking the door open. Well, I thought, well, hell, I'll do the same thing. So I ran down the hallway, stuck my foot up, kicked the door open, and the kick was so strong. No, it didn't knock the door off the hinges, but it jarred the light fixture loose, and it came down and shattered all over the floor. And everybody said, the janitor's looking for you because you kicked that door open and knocked it. I never got questioned about it. Never. I didn't see no janitor. I didn't know any janitor was looking for me. But I remember the janitor and some other people were helping paint stuff on the walls, like the alphabet, different letters of the alphabet on the wall. I want to see if that still exists. I want to go in the gosh damn gymnasium and see if I can still see that saying on the wall that was there when I left there called, it's not how good you are, it's how good you can be. It's probably all I want to see it's probably over if that is still 
up there on the wall like it was put up there the last year I was there. The last year I was there, there were some good times. Yes, there were some bad times I had. But the good times is when the student council at the time and the elected members of our class and everything, they were just awesome at getting different people to come to the school like this one time. This guy with a synthesizer. And Harley, do you tell me you know what a synthesizer is, right? Yeah, it's a music machine. Microphone. Microphone. Music machine. A music machine. Yeah, well, they can make thousands of sounds with the synthesizer. They had a performance and, and then a workshop thereafter. And it was so neat to be in fifth grade and be up close and personal with a guy that had a synthesizer. They had an astronaut come in and speak. Yes, an astronaut. I ain't going to say his name, but an astronaut did come in to speak. So, Which was a fun time during that time. They even had, they even tried to launch a hot air balloon down in a field behind the school. But it was so darn windy that day, they just decided to axe the launch, and they deflated the balloon. And it was kind of a disappointment, but it was just too windy that day. I remember I left my camera up in the classroom, and I asked my teacher if I could walk back up to the classroom and get my camera. And she goes, no, you may not. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, the world opened wide and swallowed me whole right You're there. You're white, right? <laughs> You're white, right? Because it was an unsupervised walk up there. No, because we're still up in the towers. <laughs> that wasn't at Rankin, Harley. I know, but still. That was at Durgan Elementary. Did they have our towers too? No. This was a pretty good little school. I, I thought yeah, it was. Depends. There were times I, that I didn't like it. I mean, don't get me wrong. And I don't give a damn what any kind of subject you throw at me in school. I'm going to always bomb one subject, and you know what it is. Yeah. Math. Exactly right. Well, math. you know, and I just Maddox know of math fucked me up all the time. Fractions. Triangles. Oh, Congruent triangles. When you start putting letters with it. You know what? I, I passed geometry by the skin of my teeth. But you know, but going through this school, like I'm saying, you know, just to, I mean, I'd like to see room two. That was my first grade room where we learned the song in music class called Little Red Caboose. Then you let you through the behind the train. And I you do the tea. Yeah, me and me, I still back to, to where I, I started. But I'd like to go down but to my fourth grade room just to peek inside of it to see if I can find the wad of chewing gum I put on my desk from years before. No, it's on it. <laughs> <laughs> or, or go into the front dresser. Oh, door I could tell you some fourth grade fourth stories. Grade the nothing. teacher was just a riot. The, the, the teacher was just a... Gosh damn son of a bitch and motherfucking riot, man. Yeah, he was. Teacher was awesome. But that's what I'd like I'd like to do if I went back to Indiana. My brother says he'd like to go through Edgelia, but Edgelia's all been leveled and rebuilt now, so there's nothing original about 
a Julia to reminisce. Because my the last year, I believe we were there, my brother did come to Durgan Elementary for sixth grade. And then he went to Tecumseh the next year. And then the year after, we unfortunately, sadly, had to move back here. And that was just the PITS. And I would not ever want to go relive that experience again. As we tried to make the best of it as teenagers, we were not perfect by all means. Well. But the childhood we had in Indiana, like on the streets, we had our rivals, we had <laughs> our friends, and we came in when the street lights came on. As long as our chores were done, we could go outside and pretty much do anything we wanted for as long as we come home when the street lights come on. It's the view can never go anywhere. But you know what? That also means don't go in the field and start a fire, neither. <laughs> Bad experience. Exactly. All right, we're winding down with this half-hour show here with you. Broke up into two segments. I'll try to edit the two of them together as best as I can on Hub Hopper. Uh, this is your host, Jory Rowe. This is Jory's Blue Talk podcast and radio show. We're glad you tuned in to listen to me, and you left everyone else alone from deep down inside the woods. This is your host, Jory Rowe, and today's guest was Harley from Pekin, Illinois. We're glad to have you along. And this is Jory's Blue Talk podcast and radio show, where there's never enough to talk about, and where you listen to me and leave everyone else alone. Bye for now.